0: Welcome to Stance for Health podcast with Dr. Rod and Karen Wirth, where becoming healthy is not complicated. Control your health by focusing on six areas of life that we teach you so you finally have the energy you want have to do what you want instead of being a victim of your age. I have over 20 years experience working as a chiropractor and Karen is an author, speaker, and longevity coach. We've seen how a tiny change in your habits today can open up your life to a powerful future start today and take your stance for health
1: welcome to stance for health this is part two of uncovering sleep secrets we have been talking about tips of what you can do to sleep better. Last one, we did one through five. So you can get those in the link below in the show notes, but we're going to start with the first one, which is limit blue light after sunset. So Dr. Rodney, can you tell us a little bit why it is important to limit blue light? Well, light
0: is the, we're talking about visible light. And most people think of when they think of visible light, they think of just sunlight. So What's interesting is that when we do artificial light, we don't realize that even though it looks white, there it tends to be a, it tends to be on a different spectrum. Sometimes it can lean more yellow, and sometimes it can lean more blue. Especially like LED lights, fluorescent lights, things like that, tend to be more on the blue scale. So do Our devices, our devices like what we're using right now. We have a laptop, and it it's putting out the image. It's coming from a blue light background, it's backlit with blue, and so that particular wavelength of light, a visible light, actually tends to stimulate a place in the brain more. That when it's stimulated, tends to overstimulate and cause wakefulness or an increased sense of wakefulness and the and it's actually it's in the mesencephalon if you want to know the address of the place so that light that's coming in your eyes is actually also stimulating that place in your brain isn't it interesting that visible light has the photochemical response to it our bodies Depending on where it hits, if it hits your eyes, it has one impact on your body. If it hits on your skin, it has a whole nother impact on your body. I just think that's fascinating. So that's one of the things that we need to do. We actually need to back off of that or turn off the aspect of your computer that's backlit for that particular Wavelength.
1: And so if we look at it, then that blue light stops melatonin production. Is yeah. that what you're saying in the mesencephalon?
0: But that's also mesencephalon, the pineal it. gland, it actually responds better to throughout the day. Its usefulness is being stimulated at the right time for bright light.
1: If I go out in the sun, that actually helps me sleep better then. Yes. Okay.
0: It's kind of a paradox when it you think is, about isn't it. it. So, at the isn't time, it? right, at the time we're supposed to be sleeping is the time for light to be off.
1: But that is not our lifestyle. Mm-mm. In fact, we talked about it on some of the, the former tips about not having the TV in your bedroom because it's giving off that blue light. And what you can do is you can wear blue light blockers, have those next time you fill your prescription, ask them to do blue light blockers. We actually, Don't have those here, but at home, we found a pair of of goggles that blocks out 99.9% of blue light. They are yellow and everything looks a little weird, but the sun sets, we put those on and it helps. It makes a difference.
0: Yeah. And you can actually get those online. They're Owens Corning brand. Yeah. 99.9%. Amazing.
1: They look weird but we are we are weird so we they're we actually enjoy like it
0: safety goggles
1: they are but they're only, they're so cheap the other thing and inexpensive i guess i should say cuz it's not a cheap product to last forever there's also settings on your computer mm-hmm. and your your phone and that's where you can set it so that at, at sunset it changes and mm-hmm. it goes goes to the dark one so that was tip number 6 tip number 7 establish pre-sleep relaxing rituals. So Dr. Epstein, co-author of a Harvard book on a good night's sleep talks that we need to separate our daytime activities from what we do just before preparing for bed. And I remember as a kid, that was what we did. We took our bath, put our pajamas, we brushed our teeth. They read us a book, parents read us a book. And then they prayed with us and it was time to go to bed. And that was just every night. That was our routine. But as adults, that is not what happens, is it, Dr. No,
0: what's, what's funny is that that actually could easily get out of order. We could easily talk about, spoiler alert, we could talk about the spiritual side of things. When, you, when they prayed with you, there was some component about that that helped you sleep better too.
1: Oh, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And and grateful for that. So what are your regulars before going to bed? Well, if it's, yeah, we
0: just started this as a recommendation of a colleague who he and his wife have really modeled what we want to do and how they want to live their lives. Mm-hmm. It's a significant discipline. I think about mm-hmm. the self-control that they, that they exert in, in their lives on so many different levels, you know, the reading, the research, the practice, the hard work of practice. And one of them is actually not to drink alcohol uh, only, but on special occasions, because that would actually disrupt your sleep too. But that's a whole nother matter. uh, As far as like inputs, you could actually say it
1: back up just a little bit, because a lot of people feel like they need like that glass of wine to relax them. Mm. You're telling me that doesn't work?
0: No, because that's actually a toxin and you're, adrenal glands actually have to help in conjunction with your liver to clear that out. And so it's another subject, but just like exercise, you're actually increasing your adrenal gland function by exercising. But if you, again, if you exercise earlier in the day, then your chances of relaxing because of the endorphins and be, and those things that get stimulated.
1: I love how these all interact. They do dovetail together because nicely. You, it's another spoiler alert because that's our next one. So,
0: so. <laughs> what I wanted to do, though, is just finish up with the, one of the regulars that we're starting to do. And then we're actually looking forward to almost like kids look forward to their parents praying with them or reading with them or putting on your pajamas, not necessarily brushing your teeth because brushing your teeth, but... Dominoes. We're, we're starting to play mm-hmm. these games and we're putting our goggles on because because we've got these blue lights above us, we have to protect ourselves from that, but the, it's something to look forward to. It's our, that's one of our new regulars. We've already finished our viewing of something that's doesn't really, as far as viewing pleasure, we're watching something that doesn't necessarily get our adrenals kicked in.
1: That's important because that. Stim, overstimulation can get the mind going because so many people when they go to bed their mind doesn't stop it just keeps going and going and going mm, and i think that another
0: spoiler alert
1: yes yes <laughs> so we keep getting yeah i know there's ourselves. a spoiler
0: alert again
1: <laughs> so any routine and interestingly enough as much as we like the kindle it's better to read an actual book once again because of that blue yeah
0: and we do our reading in the morning so yes and actual books
1: for the most part for the most part okay
0: i think the other thing that I, i just realized is i take all of the blinds and i and i tip the blinds so that they're letting in far less light in the house that those that particularly shine toward the the bedroom and the bedroom would close the drapes real tight. Now we're actually going to add a component to that to where we actually will put like a soffit up on top. And that's the plan anyway. I haven't told you that yet. But then the other part of it is we're actually going to seal the, the light that comes in from the street because there's somebody that has a blue light that shines from across the street It's really bright. We closed the door and that light that's been reflecting off those photons that are kicking off and reflecting toward our bedroom were far less last night because we closed the bedroom door. So there's a lot. And then we closed the double doors to the bathroom so that light doesn't come in from what's in the bathroom. So we have a nearly pitch dark bedroom and that's part of our ritual too.
1: Yes. I love it. Okay. Sleep tip. Number eight, regular exercise improves the quality of your sleep. So the Natural Sleep Foundation reports in a new study published in the Journal of Mental Health and Physical Activity that there's more evidence to mounting research showing the importance of exercise to improve the quality of your sleep. So once again, though, in all these things, the changes are not immediate. It's you've got to get into a routine and keep the movement going. So what Dr. Rodney, you're getting ready to it, say something. such I kind a of have great. A feeling what you're
0: I, I love it because if you drink your coffee in the morning and make sure that it's. Far, it's six hours, six to eight hours before you start to think about sleep. For the same reason, you want to exercise anywhere from three to eight hours, up upwards to six to eight hours. I would say that you'd want to make sure that you've exercised. So really, exercise will end up being a morning routine, and it is for us. We're usually finished before eight o'clock, somewhere usually eight thirty at the latest. And so those the adrenals typically are the things that are part of keeping your your body strong during stress, even physical stress. You know, we talk about nervous system doesn't know the difference between physical, chemical, and emotional stress, right? So the subject of an exercise routine, you're actually stimulating the adrenals earlier in the day, but you're also putting off painkillers, endorphins and enkephalins that actually degrade to a chemical that gets reabsorbed and reconfigured in the gut along with certain vital nutrients that your body then uses to produce melatonin. Mm -hmm. So from serotonin to melatonin, especially if you've been working and serving and helping others, that serotonin level typically increases. But if dopamine even too much coffee, too much alcohol, those things will typically too stimulate. Too many
1: sweets, the, Stimulate the dopamine. wrong foods. Okay, yeah. and that causes serotonin to go down. So that actually has a sleep connection. Mm-hmm. It does. So eating the wrong foods gives us that sense of, You ate that high carb starchy dessert or the fries or something like that. So for that moment, your dopamine goes up, but that means serotonin goes down.
0: So that's like that's actually that we're talking about the fuel for exercise will actually help you get more out of your exercise to eat the lower carb stuff or the carb stable stuff, meaning that it doesn't have a tendency to convert immediately to fat. It's the way that the energy is produced or configured for energy in the cell through the liver through the mitochondria you're having a better time of it than just converting it strictly to glucose wow
1: and so the best time to exercise earlier in the day
0: some people swear by that after work exercise and that's okay it's just i think that it's a little bit like drinking coffee later in the day too my opinion
1: well that's a spoiler alert because the next one number nine monitor your response to chemical sleep disruptors. Mm. So researchers at Michigan's Henry Ford Hospital Sleep Disorders and Research Center and Wayne State College of Medicine analyzed the sleep disruptive effects of caffeine consumption at different lengths of time before bedtime. Mm. And they said exactly what you just said in the spoiler alert.
0: It's so funny because one of the things that I used to do with my late wife is that we would go out to eat and sometimes we'd have tea. Well, tea tastes good and tea is good for you to a certain extent because of, because of the chemicals that are in it. especially if we would go to like a movie or something, sometimes there'd even just to show you what my diet was like, I'd have a Coke or whatever. And so I'd have a really tough time getting to bed especially if it was after six that the research actually shows if it's after three or four especially if you go to bed at nine or ten
1: so at least that you want to avoid that
0: talking about caffeine
1: six hours
0: yeah any form of caffeine doesn't matter if it's tea even some green teas black teas a lot of those have caffeine in
1: them. And so we can be, look for the level of caffeine in tea, chocolate. Mm. And if you're taking over-the-counter pain meds as well, they mm. can have caffeine in them. Oh, I don't know if you knew wow. that. Oh,
0: wow. Yeah. There's, there's some that lists, like, just have to mention a name because I've seen it. Excedrin, especially Excedrin migraine. If you go to bed with a headache <laughs> intending to get good rest, it's going to be tough because there's at least 70 milligrams, which is the equivalent to a cup of
1: coffee. Because caffeine has been shown that for a migraine it can reduce that but it's not going to help your sleep. Mm. So here we go. Our final one number 10. Do controlled breathing exercises. So I am sit I'm sitting here next to Dr. Rodney the champion He's He's doing a great job with his slow, deep breathing that he does every day. And it helps his body override the sympathetic system that controls that fight or flight response. And lets the parasympathetic, which controls your ability to relax, take the wheel instead. So think about that you go to bed, you've just watched some kind of thriller and got your fight or flight ready, even though it's vicarious to someone else. (laughs) And so... That sympathetic is in charge, and then suddenly you need to relax. So that's what you want to learn to do. So I I want Dr. Rodney to teach us about that.
0: So some of the finer points. Think if you've ever watched a baby sleep. People talk about sleeping like a baby. They're so peaceful. They've got just almost a angelic face, right? What they're doing is they're letting their little tummy come up, and then their chest rises, and then their chest goes down, and then their tummy goes down. Think about how we often in states of fear will typically breathe up here more, which is actually helping to stimulate the sympathetics. Even though we're breathing, we might think we're breathing deeply. Let's consider actually forcefully and consciously breathing with our tummy, with our diaphragm. That's what it's designed for. So it's not, it's not like a spinal, necessarily a spinal cord controlled breathing technique. You're actually doing it with more of your tummy muscles, which when you think about it it is actually a tie-in with the vagus nerve. So the vagus nerve is an, as a definite cranial nerve that exits on its own and is considered cranial sacral in its nature, which is by design parasympathetic, which is more rest and digest. So as I breathe, we also breathe and massaging our vital organs. Some of the people that have actually done the better research than, than I've learned from number one is Wim Hof. There's another guy, Scott, first name, can't think of his last name. The other one is
1: Jesse, Jesse
0: Coomer. So those three guys, if you'll just, you get, if you're looking at Wim Hof stuff, probably on YouTube, you'll see some of these guys mentioned that are his proteges, people that have learned from him and done some of the harder research. So does that seem to scratch the itch?
1: Absolutely, because that's ability to control your breathing. And that's one of the things I learned from Jesse Coomer's teaching is that we are the only mammals that can choose our breathing we can choose when to breathe, we can choose to to hold our breath. And so the practical side is if you can't go to sleep, then focus on your breathing. And I like to breathe out the anxious thoughts that are in my head because that's so often what happens when you can't go back to sleep but the other thing is this can be a time when you have a lot of creative ideas or thinking about things to do and so the reality is that have a notebook by your bed where you can actually write those thoughts down the result, also of that deep breathing is a slower heart rate and a greater sense of calm. So it actually slows your heart rate down. And so we will have a whole session, a whole episode about breathing and know of Jesse Coomer, have a connection with him, perhaps even bring him on as a guest so he can teach us. So I'd like to finish up today our episode on sleep secrets with the spiritual component. You probably have already picked up that we are believers in Jesus. And we thoroughly enjoy going to Gateway in Grand Prairie. And our pastor, Robert Morris has written a book called Take the Day Off. Mm. He talks about in this book that our society is experiencing an epidemic of poor sleep. And it's resulting one of the factors along what we eat as well. We'll talk more about that on other episodes. But that anxiety is causing us all kinds of issues. And when we can learn to rest, Dr. Rodney, give me your thoughts on that.
0: See, I, it's so funny you say that the immediate, my immediate response from my heart is all the training that I've gotten as a chiropractor is that the sense of ease rather than Dis-ease Ooh, like is what that. we're after, right? Yeah. And so when I think of resting, I don't think of striving. I don't think of trying to manage anything, plan anything. And then you can see the rest of, of what I'm saying there is very much like what's coming straight out of the scripture of Proverbs chapter three, verse 24 and 26.
1: Oh, I love that scripture. Would you read it? Yeah,
0: of course. When you lie down, don't be afraid. Yes, you will lie down with your sleep and it will be sweet. Don't be afraid of sudden terror, nor of trouble from the wicked when it comes, for the Lord will be your confidence. And uh, at that point, I think of something that your dad used to say, and I've heard you say it a lot. It's almost, it's yours now. It's really never about the people. Yes. We live in this world. And uh, Peter, one of the one of the disciples of Jesus, when I think of Peter, I think of taking every thought captive to the obedience. Of Christ, but he also has some things in First Peter chapter five, completely different area where it's he's talking about pour out your worries and your stress upon him, Jesus, and leave them there. (laughs) Don't don't plan, don't create, don't build, don't fix, certainly don't control. And for he will always listen to this tenderly care for you. That's Jesus. You, You can go to sleep, and if you go to heaven because of Jesus, he's not going to be there to beat you up. He's not going to, certainly not going to beat you up here on earth because he took that wrath for you. You don't have to be scared of wrath. You don't have to be scared of any punishment. I mean, the best thing you can happen
1: not, <laughs> not the
0: worst thing. Does that make sense? That's not well, the worst thing that well, can
1: happen. we would consider the ultimate. And I always wondered as a kid, we never prayed that prayer, but many people did. Now I lay me down to sleep I pray the Lord my soul to keep if I should die before I wake I pray the Lord my soul to take But I think that that is not a scary thought. And that's what you're saying, that we can have abundance and and security and knowing that he's caring for us. So if you would like more information about this or to talk to us more, we, we just love sharing our faith. And our prayer for you is that as you follow these tips, you'll also be able to lay down and sleep like a baby. Have sweet sleep. Thank you for listening to our podcast. It is always a joy to come to you and share a little bit of information with you. And our goal is for you to find life changes that aren't difficult, that are going to allow you to live a long and productive life. So we stand together as we take our stance for health.
0: Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining us at Stands for Health podcast, where getting healthy and staying that way are not as complicated as you might think. Subscribe now and discover steps and small changes that can increase your energy and open the door to vibrant health and longevity. If This podcast has been helpful. Please write a review. We'll see you next time.